Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. You can't be wondering and curious while you're frustrated. Relating to frustration as an artifact leads you to completely different outcomes. There's a big difference between having frustration or acknowledging frustration and becoming frustration. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode continues our exploration into the illusion of frustration in part two. So if you accept that the arbitrary expression of frustration at work is not good, what do you do when it comes up in you? How do you manage the frustration inside you and do the right thing to help yourself and those around you? What's the difference between having frustration and becoming it? That's what we explore in this segment. For more information about the many benefits of clear and open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, go to clearandopen.com. Now let's dive in. The first question to ask with frustration is, what's the should? I'm frustrated. What do I think should be happening? What's the should? Do you feel the frustration? Somebody cuts you off in traffic. You're frustrated. What's the should in such a case? They should watch where they're going. They should watch where they're going. They shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right? So that's the should. So you distinguish the should. And then the next question is what? Is that true? Is that really true? How the hell do you know they shouldn't have done that? You don't. You know that you would have preferred that they not do that. That's what you know. Yes, you have the preference, but you don't know that they shouldn't have done that. You know, we can get creative. We could say, well, maybe them cutting you off and then, you know, a tree falls and hits the car or two cars in front of you and they saved your life. You know, all sorts of stuff like that could happen, but you don't even really need those such examples, but they happen, right? You've all had this experience where you're stuck in traffic and, you know, late to work and, um, you know, it, and it caused you to avoid an, an accident that happened or, you know, does something that we have, but this happens, right? Or these, these kinds of serendipitous moments. Enough that clue us in that uh, we shouldn't be shooting on things like that. You know, or, you know, some employee doesn't meet some deadline and it turns out it's actually okay because you didn't meet your part of it and everything just sort of works out. That happens all the time. But you won't notice it so often if you're stuck in the should. So first distinguish the frustration. Notice that you're frustrated rather than becoming the frustration because that doesn't help anyone. Least of, all, least of all you, because frustration is a form of suffering. Frustration, you know, I like to think of emotions sometimes like similar to colors. You know, like purple is red and blue. Frustration is made of control and anger. That's what it is. It's, a little, not, a, it's not a lot of anger, because that would be angry. It would be rage, a lot of anger. And it's not a lot of control either. It's just a little bit of both. That's how you make frustration. The control is the should. 
and the anger is the upset that it didn't go your way. And so the invitation I want to make is just to start to look in your lives and in your businesses and look at where you're assuming that frustration is a normal, healthy way of operating. And from whence would you operate without frustration? Kurt's been experimenting with it and finding really interesting things. Because you can't be wondering and curious while you're frustrated. That's the thing. Frustration shuts down curiosity. Because it's coming from a place of, this should have happened. You can't then maintain or invoke a, I wonder why this happened. How interesting that this happened. I wonder what will unfold from here. I wonder what needs to happen now. Because you're stuck in a, this is wrong. It shouldn't be going this way. And then whatever you do is coming from that place. And the degree to which you're expressing that frustration to the people around you, what's the impact frustration has on people when you leak it that way? What does it do to them? It makes them want to avoid that response, not achieve a higher standard. Well said, Jamie. Perfect. I, would, I didn't even really think of that exact angle. I, you got really specific there. Because now the, the child or the employee, because you're the boss, right? And if you're frustrated, their job is in jeopardy. That's how that works. You pay for their groceries. You pay for their rent. And then they also don't get curious. Yes. All they want to do is save their job. Yep. And And avoid the overreaction and the frustration. Right. So they they go, oh, the boss is frustrated. That makes me scared. So how do I make it so they're not frustrated? Which is completely different than how do I actually solve the problem? There's some overlap there, maybe, if you're lucky. But they're going to be using some of their resources to calm you down or avoid your wrath, or make themselves feel better, or however that plays out. And those resources are now no longer applied to their job. Then they're not engaged. Then their performance lowers. Then the manager is frustrated that they're not performing, and the cycle continues. I have a question here. Mm -hmm. I might already know the answer, but... um, Probably. I received an email from a client on Sunday with a couple of photographs just in, informing uh, about ruts in, the, in his grass when the dumpster truck picked up the dumpster. And my frustration and should was, there should have, they should have put the planks underneath the, the dumpster rollers so that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I imagined asking why there wasn't, you know, planks underneath the things. And I thought, well, gee, uh, it's probably not appropriate that I ask him that in front of the guys at the job. I probably should do that privately. And then um, I had an opportunity to do that today, right after the company meeting when he stayed behind at the office for a while. And uh, the rest of the guys went to the job. But I'm thinking right now, I, I didn't make it a priority to have the conversation with him. And my tendency right now is just to forget about it. And that doesn't help anybody either. Mm -hmm. But so I'm thinking that the right thing to do is to is to have a moment with him and privately and and simply 
ask from a curiosity place, you know, what what happened with with the dumpster? Any particular reason why there wasn't wasn't weren't planks placed underneath? And just to find out what's going on, because yeah, yeah okay, all right. To be curious, if you brought frustration to that conversation, would you be more or less likely to be able to get to the bottom of the situation? Uh, less. In fact, in fact, I imagine doing that. And and there was the, this what I identified as caretaking part of me that didn't want to do that. But I actually, it might have actually been good judgment to not want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I honestly. There's a, this big should that it should have been done this way, but there's a, I have a big I don't know about. Well, is it really a, a policy, a well known, understood policy in our company that planks need to go underneath dumpster rollers? Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. There's a great example of a question that you wouldn't ask if you'd become frustration about it. Yeah, right. Because the frustration would say everybody knows that we've talked about this before, and then you'd go, you know, kick the ass of the employee who didn't do it. Without actually looking at like, well, I don't know how well known a policy is this. Is there some list somewhere? Is there how how are people supposed to remember? How does that actually work? Yeah, and it could it was, actually be that the, the intention was to put the dumpster on the paved driveway, but for some reason it couldn't go there because it was the dumpster the driveway was too sloped, and a dumpster would have rolled down into the street. So there you go. Any number of things could be, yeah. And is your frustration with really with you not putting the processes in place to make sure that never happens through that development? Why was I so frustrated? I was frustrated with the developer, but I was frustrated because I wasn't doing an ROI analysis of it. Uh, I wasn't looking every quarter, every month on where we were. And I didn't look at other alternatives to see if I could have saved 70 grand by going a different direction 12 months ago. Mm. Yeah. So my frustration with it wasn't, it was way more with me than yeah. it was with the developer. Because I, did I didn't do the things I should have done. Yeah. I didn't make it clear that that's the policy of the company and especially to the new guys. So what we're seeing here is that relating to frustration as an artifact leads you to completely different outcomes. You've heard me talk ad nauseum about how overwhelm is not out there. It's in here. It's right. When people, because people say this is overwhelming, business is overwhelming, it's overwhelming. No, 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 no. The overwhelm isn't out there. It's in you. Well, it's the same thing with frustration. This employee is frustrating me. This customer is frustrating me. This industry is frustrating. Is that true? (laughs) No. You're doing that all by yourself. Now, this is a radical responsibility path. And I'm sure some people may be able to just get this overnight, but it's unlikely. It's a practice. It's a practice of every time you feel frustration to see it for what it is, which is an illusion. It's a ruse. I remember when you first told me about this. And I was so, I felt, I was so pissed at you. (laughs) And that was the day I was driving to the gym and I hung up on you and threw the phone in the back of my car. (laughs) Because I felt like you were taking away my justification. Like, I have a right to be freaking pissed off. Uh And then I got, I was so mad. But I remember, like, there's a part of it that, like, that was playing a victim. Like, this happened and I should be able to 
freaking let everyone know uh-huh. how shitty this was. Well, you certainly have the option. Yeah, well, and I did a lot. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, should you not be frustrated? No, that's a should too, right? That's putting a should on it too. You, you can be frustrated. You can, you can engage in frustration that way. It's just going to cause you suffering and those around you as well. I mean, it's pretty easy to observe that. So it seems like there's a value in, in, in acknowledging that emotion. Yeah. Than repressing it too. Absolutely. There's a big difference between having frustration or acknowledging frustration and becoming frustration. When you become anger, it creates violence. But if you just say, wow, it's really interesting. I'm feeling a lot of anger right now. That's not becoming anger. That's having it. Big difference. We're talking about essence and expression here. So certainly the expression of frustration must be used judiciously usually isn't going to help things. Most of the time, it will make things worse. Not always. But then even to go further than that and to question the emotion itself, because it's coming from a thought. And the thought is, this should have happened differently, which is bullshit, because you have no idea. That's the thought. I know better than reality. This should have happened this way. And you change that to, well, I don't know but I would have preferred that it happened differently. Oh, okay. You can prefer that. But if you argue with reality, as I say so often, it will win every time. I mean, this is a really common and discreet way in which we cause our own suffering by shooting on reality. You've all heard that expression, you want to make God laugh, you tell it your plans. That's what we're talking about here. Tell reality how it should have gone. Right now in our country, there are tons of people, hundreds of millions of people suffering over who our president is right now. And every day they're telling themselves, he shouldn't be president. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be. That's creating a lot of suffering. You know what? He is. (laughs) So the point of view that he shouldn't be president is a recipe for suffering. It's crazy. That's crazy. Well, he just won the Electoral College, not the popular vote. Yeah, but the Electoral College is the system. It was the system. Well, it shouldn't be. Yeah, there you go again. (laughs) It is. He won. Now, let's talk about your preferences. (laughs) Because that's what this is really about. Well, I want it to be raining and I want all vegetables to taste like chocolate cake. Grow up. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.